Groetnis, greetings, especially to you, my friend. Welkom weer eens by die watergat. Ek is Pieter Woon, en ons gaan nou weer een gouwe eer, saamkeier, langs die levende waters van Godse woord. December the 16th is Reconciliation Day, Versoeningsdag. So I want to talk about Jesus, my atonement, my reconciliation, my versoening. He is not just my atoner, my reconciler, he is much more than that. So before we get into today's topic, let's just start the right way in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for Jesus our atonement. We thank you, Lord, that when we were enemies of God, while we were still enemies, you sent him to die for us. I thank you that he has made the way, he is the way, for us to come home to you, to be reconciled to you, Father God and to have peace with God once again. We ask that you teach us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you stand over the Word of God to bring it to fruition. All of this we ask this morning to the glory of the Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So then, Jesus, my atonement, Versoening, reconciliation, bringing two enemies together and reconciling them to one another. Atonement is the process whereby God draws sinful men and women back to be at one with Him. Atonement, at one moment. Leviticus 16 is the chapter that we have to keep open in front of us this morning. This chapter of Leviticus 16 in the Old Testament, uh, the atonement was carried out in a very elaborate ceremony practiced on what is called the Day of Atonement. The main feature of the ceremony was the shedding of blood, and it taught that atonement symbolizes the substitution of one life for another life. In this way, the Old Testament points forward towards the atoning sacrifice of Christ on the cross for our sins. Jesus, with his arms stretched out on the cross, one hand holding us, enemies of God, and the other hand holding the hand of God, and Jesus being the bridge between us. That's why I say He is my atonement. He didn't just die and, and atone. Jesus then entered heaven to present His blood before God, thus making us clean and acceptable through faith in Christ our great reconciler. 
Now we can be welcomed back home into the arms of our loving Father. Because of Jesus, the atoning Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, we are accepted as righteous in right standing with God, and we are declared not guilty. One of my favorite scriptures that sums up this whole story very well is Romans 5 from verse 1 to 11, but I'll only read a little bit of it. Omdat ons dan uit die geloof gerechtvaardig is, het ons vrede by God, dier onze Heere Jesus Christus, dier wie ons ook dier die geloof die toegang verkry, tot hierdie genade waar ons ontstaan, en ons roem in die hoop op die heerlijkheid van God. En nie alleen dit nie, maar ons roem ook in die verdrukkinge, omdat ons weet dat die verdrukking leidsaamheid werk, en die leidsaamheid beproefdheid, <coughs> en die beproefdheid hoop, en die hoop beskaam nie, omdat die liefde van God in ons harte uitgestort is, die die heilige gees wat aan ons gegee is. Want toe ons nog zwak was, het Christus op die rechte tyd vir die godeloose gesterwe. Want nauwelijks sal iemand vir een rechtvaardige sterwer, vir een goeie mens sal iemand miskien nog die moed hee om te sterwe, maar God bewys sy liefde tot ons. God bewys sy liefde tot ons daarin, dat Christus vir ons gesterf het, toe ons nog sondaars was. Veel meer dan sal ons, nou dat ons gerechtvaardig is in sy bloed, dier hom gereed word van die toorn. Want as ons, terwyl ons nog vijande was, met God versoen is, dier die, bloed van sy, dier die dood van sy seen, veel meer sal ons dier sy leven gereed word, nou dat ons versoen is. En nie alleen dit nie, maar ons roem ook in God, dat onze Heere, dier onze Heere Jesus Christus, dier wie ons nou die versoening verkry het. Ek sikkel so met die Afrikaans vir ochend. Mag die Heere my help, ne? Romans 5, 1 and 2. By faith we have been made acceptable to God. And now, because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we live at peace with God. Christ also has introduced us to God's undeserved kindness on which we take our stand. So we are happy as we look forward to sharing in the glory of God. You see, beloved, you received God's righteousness and He has provided everything. You can rejoice. You have been justified, just as if I had never sinned. Not by your works, but because you believed God. The result is that you have peace with God, 
Once you were living in rebellion against God, you didn't listen to Him and you did your own thing. You didn't find enjoyment in doing God's will at all. God judged your sins very differently from how you judged them yourself. When you saw that through the Lord Jesus Christ, God has taken away all your sins, there is peace in your heart when you think of God now. There is peace with God because all the righteous demands of God have been met. When you think of God, you will feel rest, joy and gladness that He is with you. You can simply call on Him and talk with Him in your thoughts. You are favored by Him. What a grace it is to have free access to to God. The God who would have had to judge you for all your terrible sins. You can come to Him now without having to make an appointment or stand in line and without fear that He will send you away. You can tell Him everything that's on your mind or that you are experiencing. He appreciates this demonstration of confidence in Him. In the future, you will be forever in God's glory. You should rejoice in this hope. In the Bible, hope is never something uncertain. In today's world, hope indicates a degree of uncertainty. We say, well, I hope so, when we mean we would like it to happen, although we are not sure it's going to happen. But in the Bible, hope always represents a certainty, but of something still awaiting fulfillment. If you are hoping for something, it is not yet present. It is just the same with God's glory. This is where you will be forever in God's glory. But for now, you're still living here on earth. However, that you will one day arrive in God's glory is a fact beyond a doubt. There's a fate with a kui. It is even something in which to rejoice. The guarantee is not in your faith and strength, but it is anchored in what God has done in raising the Lord Jesus from the dead. This has made you righteous. If you take in notes, Romans 4, verse 24 and 25. What a change has occurred in you. Before we listen to some music, I just want to tell you, I really hope you take in notes of these messages of mine because there's some good stuff in you and you won't remember it all. So come on, slice speak your music and I'm Pratons Fader. Welkom terug. Jy is nog steeds ingeskakel hier by die watergat op Unlock Radio. Ek is Peter Warren en vandag gesels ons oor Jesus 
ons versoening. Eerst moet ik een schrikwekkende waarheid uit die woord deel. En dit is die volgende. Als God niet jouw pa is niet, dan is Satan jouw pa. Was net die twee opties. Johannes 8 vanaf 42 En Jezus sê vir hulle, As God jylle vader was, sou jylle my lief hee, want ek het uit God uitgegaan en gekom. Want ek het ook nie uit myself gekom nie, maar hy het my gestuur. Waarom ken jylle my spraak nie? Omdat jylle na my woord nie kan luister nie. Jylle die duivel als vader en die begeertes van jylle vader wil jylle doen. Hy was een mensenmoordenaar van die begin af en staan nie in die waarheid nie. Omdat daar in hom geen waarheid is nie. Wanneer hy leentaal praat, praat hy uit sy eie, omdat hy een leenaar is en die vader daarvan. Wow. 1 Johannes 3 vers 10 Jy kan Godse kinders van die duivelse kinders onderskui, want diegene wat aan die duivel behoort, weier om recht te doen, of om mekaar lief te hee. Onthou jy Romeine 3 23 Amal van ons het gesondig en het Godse heerlijkheid ontbreek. We miss the mark. We fall short of the glory that God has for us. Jy het Godse heerlijkheid tekort geskiet. Jou sondes het jou heeltemal van hom afgesnui. Dis onmoendlik vir God om sonde in sy teenwoordigheid en in sy heerlijkheid toe te laat. Maar en hier is die goeie nies, nou is jy gerechtvaardig, en jy sien uit daarna, met jou jylle hart, en so ook hy, wat een wonewerk van God, wat een rede, om om te dank, hy, wat een dag gaan het wees, jy kan nou vir God, papa noem, die ek gered is die dag, omdat my pa reeds dood is, toe ek 12 jaar oud was, het ek glad nie een betekenis gehad vir die woord papa nie. Ek het glad nie die, waar, die woord verstaan nie. Oor die jare is ek bezig om daarvan te leer. Maar moet nie verbaas wees nie, as jy nie een context het vir die woord papa nie. Jy sal leer. Wanneer jy na papa God toekom met alles wat jy in jou hart het, wil hy hee dat jy hom moet dank vir alles wat hy en die Heere Jesus gedoen het. Vertel net vir God wat jy tot dusver verstaan uit sy woord. Sê vir hom dat jy hom lief het. Dan sal jy ervaar wat die Bijbel nachtmaal noem. 
communie. Jy kan met hom praat oor dinge wat vir jou en hom baie waardevol is. Ons het vrede met God dier onze Heere Jesus Christus. Isn't that amazing? Kom ons luister een beetje muziek dan gesels ons verder. Welcome back to the Watering Hole. I'm Peter Warren. We are talking about Jesus, my atonement, my versoening. Atonement in the Old Testament meant covering, bedekking. Ne? On that day of atonement mentioned in Leviticus 16, the nation's sin was covered. The sprinkled blood on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, within the veil, made this possible. But for one year only, every year had another Day of Atonement. In Leviticus 16, and I hope you will read by your wanneer ons hier klaar is. Hou hom sommer In Leviticus 16, we see Jesus in different ways. In verse 17, die amf wat hy bekleed, in his office, he is our once for all high priest. Nobody else could help him do what he did. Nobody else was needed. And say flesh in the flesh, verse 12 to 14, he is the veil that was torn, that kept us out of the holiest of holy places. And that veil was torn from heaven down to earth, not from earth up to heaven. We couldn't do it. God did it. Our salvation is a work of God, not a work of man. Matthew 27 verse 50 Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath and gave up his spirit. At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook violently and rocks were split apart. Number three, die type in type. And here can you Johannes 1, 29 lees. Do my ons gaan om nou lees. Jesus was the blood shed offering. The ransom price paid. Johannes 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Number four, in identification, Jesus identifies as the ark. He identifies with his people. Noah's ark was made of common 
desert wood. Alledagse oud hout. And that speaks of Christ's humanity. But it was covered with pure gold. And that speaks of his divinity. Sechotet. Inside the ark were ten commandments which speaks of the fulfillment by Jesus of the law on behalf of his people. Davos work the pot of manna, which is his provision for his people's wilderness journey through their lives. And there was also Aaron's rod that budded, his complete resurrection from the dead, speaking of new life in Christ. All of this speaks of Jesus. Number five, in his character, he is the mercy seat, the bima seat. The high priest would sprinkle the ark lid, which is the mercy seat, with the blood of the lamb that was sacrificed. After his resurrection, Christ entered heaven to do the same with his precious blood, forever turning the judgment seat into a mercy seat, a place of appeasement, of versoening, nie meer van beoordeling nie. For you and me who are believers in Christ, thank you, Jesus. Aaron, the high priest, made atonement for various things, for the most holy place, the tent of meeting, the altar, the priesthood, and the people. So the blood sprinkled, therefore, on the whole tabernacle ministry speaks to us as New Testament believers of the cleansing and covering of the precious blood of Jesus over our entire church life as believers. Let's look a bit closer at this sprinkling aspect. Number one, the sprinkled blood guarantees the believer's acceptance. The high priest sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat within the veil, in the very presence of Almighty God. Leviticus 16.14 Then he is to take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the eastern face of the atonement lid, and in front of the atonement lid he is to sprinkle some of the blood seven times with his finger. The blood of the bull is sprinkled on and in front of the mercy seat. The blood on the mercy seat is for God. He sees the blood as a covering, a fulfillment of his holy demands, written on the tables of the law that lie in the ark under the mercy seat lid. One sprinkling is enough for him. He knows perfectly the value of the blood. Number two, 
the sprinkled blood demonstrates the believer's submission. As we read, the high priest sprinkled the blood before the ark, on the front of the ark. It speaks of our submission to Christ. The blood in front of the mercy seat is for us as priests and believers of God. We may approach God on the basis thereof to serve Him as priests. For the priest, the blood is sprinkled seven times. That is to give us absolute certainty that we can be there because of the value of that blood. In the Bible, the number seven is the perfect number, the number of fulfillment sorted, afghandl, seven times. Number three, the sprinkled blood sanctifies the believer's worshipping. In the tent of meeting, the golden altar of incense of worship was also sprinkled. Verse 16, Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses. Now, in verse 8 of Leviticus 16, you read that a goat is slaughtered as well as the bull. The goat is for the Lord, is slaughtered for the sake of the people. Its blood, as well as the blood from the bull, is sprinkled on and before the mercy seat in the sanctuary. This is for the atonement of the sanctuary because of the sins of the Israelites, that God may continue to dwell among them. It's fancy stuff, this. Take some thinking through. God's honor is restored through the work of the Lord Jesus. He has returned to God what he never stole, namely God's glory. Psalm 69 verse 4. The dishonor we have done to God has been taken away by the Lord Jesus by glorifying him obeying him in everything and completing his work perfectly. Therefore, first the goat is slaughtered, which is for the Lord. God must have the first place. Only then, the bull, only then will our needs come. Number four, the sprinkled blood creates the believer's fellowship the table of showbread is sprinkled, a symbol of the Lord's table uh, around which we gather for communion. Act twenty twenty seven, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, on the first day of the week, note that in the world, the uh, the rest is after a week of work done. But in our Bible understanding, the life of the Christian 
begins with rest. The day of rest is the first day of the week. Sunday is the first day of the week. And so it begins with rest. Everything we do in God and for God begins from a place of resting in God. Kom ons gaan nou voort met nog muziek, dan gesels ons verder. Welkom terug by die watergat. Ek is Peter Waan en jy is ingeskakel op Unlock Radio. We are talking about Jesus, our atonement, ons versoening. We are looking at the sprinkled blood and what that means for us today. Number five, the sprinkled blood makes the believer's walk possible. The lampstand, a seven-branched lampstand in the tent of meeting was also sprinkled. Now, the lampstand gives the only light. We walk in the light. 1 John 1 7 But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. This walk referred to here is about your whole conduct, got nothing to do with your legs. Your walk makes visible to others what you confess with your mouth. It is also about where you walk. A person is either walking in the darkness, unsaved, or he is walking in the light, saved. This verse is not about whether you as a believer are faithful or unfaithful or failing as a believer. No, it's about people. Are you saved or are you not saved? If you're saved, you walk in the light. You have fellowship with one another. That's what I would say. Number six, the sprinkled blood and the water of the word sustain the believer's sanctification. Heilig maken. The basin for priestly washing was highly reflective and the priest studied his reflection in the basin, the bronze laven, for impurities that needed to be washed away. We must study our reflection in God's word. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Now we are the bride of Christ, and he is our groom, and he wants to sanctify us, cleansing us by the washing of water with the word. We need to look into the word, as you read the Word, the Word of God reads you. It's like a mirror. Number seven, 
the sprinkled blood, preserves the believer's forgiveness. And that's Leviticus 16 from verse 18. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his fingers seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleannesses of the people of Israel. The whole tent of meeting ministry. Psalm 118.27 The Lord is God and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festival sacrifice with gods, with cords, up to the horns of the altar. Now verse 18 of Leviticus says that he sprinkles the altar where the animals were sacrificed, right up to the horns. The psalm says, bind the festival sacrifice with cords. We're speaking of the brazen altar of sacrifice. Our salvation and peace with God is a feast for the Lord, and it's a feast with the Lord. It's a cause for great celebration. And only through the sacrifice of Christ is there blessing for us. Number eight, the sprinkled blood preserves the believer's ministry. I want to ask you to read 1 Peter chapter 2. And that explains the divine purchase cost of the believer's priesthood. What it cost God to buy you back as a priest. 1 Peter 2. I just want to read one verse. 1 Peter 2 verse 5. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Because He, Jesus, is the living stone, and you have come to him. You have also become a living stone. You have his nature. Remember, we spoke of God forming the character of Christ within you. Together with all the other believers, all the other living stones, you are being built up a spiritual house, a house of priests. Now the task of the Old Testament priest is to offer sacrifices. The task of a New Testament priest, you and me, is the same. What is different is that we now do not offer literal sacrifices. We don't have to kill animals and stuff. But we offer spiritual sacrifices. Hebrews 13 15. All believers are priests. We are made competent for the ministry of the new covenant. So, we need to offer up those sacrifices. To God, only the sacrifices that refer to His Son and His finished work on the cross are pleasing. We need to understand how precious the Lord Jesus is to God. So how do you offer up those sacrifices? Well, by telling God who the Lord Jesus is for you. 
what he has done for you. Share with God how precious the Lord Jesus is to you. Just simply tell God what you have read in his word about Jesus. That is what he loves to hear. And he will show you more and more of Jesus as a response to that. You want to know more of Jesus? Well, speak to Father God more about Jesus. Number nine, the last one. The sprinkled blood covers the believer's community. Leviticus 16, 33-34 He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, for the tent of meeting, for the altar, for the priests, and for all the people of the assembly. For all the people. These verses are a summary of the whole chapter 16. So now, as I come to a close, we as believers have all been given the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Beloved, God is trusting us to spread this message that all people can now be reconciled to Father God, have peace with Father God through faith in Jesus Christ. God is trusting us to spread this message. Please, I urge you, do not disappoint him. As we come to pray now, I encourage you, never mind where you are, where you're at. If you today will honestly call out to God, just be real with him, and he'll be real with you. If you stop fighting with him, just surrender to God. He will reach out. He'll meet you where you're at. And he will help you as you are. But you need to let him. You need to invite him in. He will not force himself. And you need to listen very, very carefully to everything that he says. And you need to obey 100% immediately what he tells you to do. Do not Play games with God. The challenge, do you believe your life can change in this prayer time today? I absolutely do. One prayer is all it takes. So, make a decision today. A life-changing decision. Right here, right now. Invite the Lord into your circumstances, into your situation even into your prison, and ask the Lord to help you there where you're at. But more than anything, thank Him for what He is going to do in answer to this prayer today.
I want to remind you, as I always will, you were not designed to be defeated and thrown away by life. You were designed to live a victorious, joyful, happy, prosperous, powerful life for Jesus. Jy is vir oorwinning ontwerp. Maar as dinge wat, wat jy eers moet baas raak. Kom ons luister nog muziek en dan gaan ons bid. Holy Spirit, as we come to pray now, I ask that you please come and help us. Please come and make Jesus real to us this morning. Would you touch us and remain upon us? Would you rest on us, fall upon us afresh? Please, Holy Spirit, help us to pray. Now, my friend, maybe you heard this message today about the atonement and you don't understand what I'm talking about. But maybe you're just feeling in your heart that your life is not right with God, but you want to make right with God. Well, the great news is you can start that process this very day. This very day of reconciliation. Jesus has atoned for you, but you need to put your faith in him. The Bible says that if you believe that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, and if you will confess him with your mouth as Lord, if you will call him Lord, then you will be saved. You're going to have to talk to him about your past life. There's no formula, so I won't put words in your mouth. But you can talk to him and say things like, Jesus, I lived the wrong way because I didn't know the right way. But I want my life right with you. Will you please forgive me all my wrongdoing, all my soreness, even as I forgive those who have sinned, spoken and, and done wrong things to me, Lord, I release myself from what they have said and done. I let them go because I'm letting me go. I leave them in your hands, Jesus. Would you please come into my life now? I trust that you are my atonement, my versoening met die Vader. Please come into my life now as my King, as my Saviour. Come and make me whole, Lord. Heal my broken-hearted. Make me a child of God this very day by faith. I receive my salvation. I receive my adoption into the family of God. I receive my forgiveness of all my sin and my washing clean of all unrighteousness. Please restore to me now 
the identity and the destiny that you have always had planned for me. By faith I receive it, and I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I can now call you Papa. Please help me to learn what that means. Now for the rest of us, something I've said today that you need to respond to, let's just ask for help. Father, we thank you. Jesus is our atonement. We ask, Lord, that you help us to understand clearly what this means. Help us to spread this message of reconciliation that you have entrusted to us. Help us, Lord, to shine our light no matter how dark. We ask this, Holy Spirit, would you come and help us now in Jesus' name. And we thank you by faith for what you are going to do to these prayers today. Thank you, my Father. Amen and Amen. Das ei geliefdes, fleit fleit, my studies uit. Dankie weer eens vir die keier, by die watergat. Enjoy Reconciliation Day. Think of what it means to have peace with God. Sure, wow. Until we meet again, be richly blessed. Speed a one wat groet, Tot die volgende keer, sterkte da. Remember, the last chapter of your life has not yet been written. It's in your hands. Go for it. I love you. May God richly bless you.